this episode of Sandlot Sports, we discuss Ben Simmons and his performance in the current NBA playoffs, Naomi Osaka, and where Julio Jones might end up. And we did touch on Brad Stevens prior to the decision to move him up to the front office. They want to talk about it and make make it sound like they, they they care. Hey, let's let's splash the suicide hotline up there. Let's say, hey, if you need if you need help, talk to somebody. But no, I'm not going to be that somebody. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Hello, hello. And BJ Thomas. Boston fans are the new Philly fans. That's right. So oh. I do have a question for you guys. We're going to start up, start this week off with a trivia question. Who is the only number one overall pick in the NBA in the past 45 years to never lead his college team to the NCAA tournament? LeBron? Nope. Well, he never played in college. Oh, that's right. Why didn't I'm just saying, that might have been a trick question. That'd have been nope, a good not, not a trick question. Okay, I'm going to say it's um, the number one overall pick of the Cavs. That that one guy, I think. That, think no, Anthony Bennett. Bennett Anthony mm-hmm. Bennett led the led UNLV to the tournament. Really? Oh wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number one overall. Kyrie Irving because he didn't play. Well, he played a Duke, and he, that still counts. He, they well, made the I'm, tournament that year. I'm shooting for technicalities because I nope. just know the way you think. So I'm trying to make sure you're not backdooring us here. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so you oh. said that this individual did not make did not he did not make the NCAA tournament in at any years when he was in college. He was the number one overall pick. Your number one overall pick. Man. Uh, Man. That is a good one because I'm thinking here. Um, it wasn't. No, I'm, what the folks want to be number one overall pick. There's going to be editing involved in this now because we're <laughs> <laughs> You want me to tell you? Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons. It's because he can't fucking shoot. Exactly. That's right. I want to bet I want to bet him paycheck for paycheck. I can hit more NBA threes than him. I haven't shot a ball in four years. Oh, dude. He won't do that. <laughs> but you won't. Dude, and, you know, and in today's league, when you have a point guard who is, you know, terrified of taking a three pointer, like he is visibly terrified to take a three pointer, and he can't shoot, but you know, from maybe ten feet out, and, and he can't shoot free throws, you've got, got a yes. problem. Got, yeah. it, it, it's in his head. You know, so, he in the first four games of this postseason, he's got the worst free throw percentage of any first four games ever. But that's worse than Drummond. That's worse than Shaq. That's worse a, than Kareem. Got to be a record for any guard. Yeah, it, it, it's bad. And when it's your point guard, when the game is on the line, you need to procure your, you need to secure your lead. He can't do it. He's Chris Tr- Douglas Roberts, but in the NBA uniform. Dude, I'm just trying to be hurt. <laughs> You just say what you want to say and say Nick Anderson. That's oh, Nick, Nick Anderson, Anderson was a... no. Nah, Nick 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 had a boo boo. Nick can shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick no, can he shoot. Can it. Yeah. Nick can shoot. So I, I apologize, Nick Anderson. Yeah. The thing is, but man, Ben looks rough. Ben looks yeah, rough. Yeah. Ben looks shoot. like one of those one of yeah. those cats. That, you know the cats, the Y that won't shoot the ball no matter what yeah, happens. Just drive. Just drive yeah. or kick. Drive and kick. Drive and won't not shoot. The ball. And it, it bothers me that ESPN just is desperate to have him be a star. Yeah. Desperate. I heard Stephen A. Smith today talk about what. Oh, if Ben Simmons ever gets a jump shot, he'll be in LeBron James. First of all, no. Second of all, if you're you've been in the league for four years and if you didn't develop a jump shot yet, you're not going to. We're not talking Jason Kidd. We're talking like you couldn't shoot at all. You're just supposed to roll it off your first two fingers. Like that's it. Like, like you're supposed to put it in your hand and then you roll it off your pointer and your ring finger towards the rim. Like you don't have to do anything magical. Yeah. You know, saying that, that Ben Simmons is the jump shot would be LeBron James is like saying Tuo, who can read the defense, is Tom Brady. That doesn't I'm, work that way. I'm starting to think, oh, that's terrible. I'm starting to think he needs something out of the box. I think he needs Hornacek taped his thumb to the side of his hand. That's how he learned to shoot. He taped yeah. his thumb to the side of the hand and just pushed with those two fingers. And that's I, it. I'm, 
I'm wondering if it's something in Philly because Fultz could, Fultz could shoot in Washington. Could not shoot with a lick when he was in Philly. Got a change he, of scenery, and he I, was much better. I thought he had nerve damage after that shoulder injury, though. That's what they like, said. Yeah, uh, his jump shot was pretty jacked up. Some of the, like it didn't like it looked beyond. I'm trying something new. It looked like this is broken. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons, if you look at him when he sets up to shoot, it looks like his dominant hand's the left hand, but it's not. He's shooting with his right hand from like a left-handed set. It's crazy as heck. Like there's uh there's some players and announcers that have said he probably should try shooting left-handed because of the way he comes up with the ball. I mean, he real realistically at the free throw line, he should just do the Rick Barry underhand because it can't be any worse. Right. But think also too is like if you're a team and you're facing Philly and let's say the game is online, I mean you're gonna play the same defense on uh Ben Simmons that you know Miami did against Giannis last year. You, just, you know what? Stack dude stack the forefront and say, you know what? We dare you to shoot it. We're gonna go. we're gonna trap you every time you get the ball. We're gonna get the ball out of your hands and then you know and then if you do have the ball, we're gonna force you to shoot it. The thing is, is like it takes Embiid out of the game too because if they're on the same side of the court, mm-hmm. I can sag so far off of Simmons that I can affect Embiid just by coming down, swiping, quick double team. And I don't have to rush to get back because your boy can't shoot until like 15 feet. Maybe. And there's not that I he mean, can't shoot. He absolutely. won't shoot. No, I'm not even scared of it. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't even cross my mind. And the thing is, it's gotten so bad that even if he does hit the jump shot, who gives a shit? Like you, you've got, you got a lottery ticket. It's not going to yeah. happen the rest of his career. So don't, you know what I mean? Right. He hits a 54 jump shot. And you go, okay, you got me. You know, cause you're not going to do it again. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, yeah, that won't happen. That's the thing. You can't count on Ben to close the series out. No. Right. And, and LeBron, that's the thing. Kobe, Mike, Tracy McGrady, they're closers. They close yeah. series out. Right. Yeah. You know, if Philly's against a good team, now Washington, I mean, they, they've got some talent, but they're not quality NBA team. But they go against the team, you know, again against Atlanta in the next round, which is kind of what, what's going on. Those games are going to be tight. Even if Philly has a four or five point lead under a minute, there's no guarantee that they're holding that lead. Mm-hmm. Most teams, you got to foul the point guard and and they'll make the free throws and the game is over. Philly, yeah. it's going to be a roller coaster ride. And BJ, I know I said this to you earlier. Like, I know I don't like Trey Young's game. I don't like volume shooters just in general. But I would much rather the hands ball down. be in the hands of Trey Young than Ben Simmons late in the game. Hands down. Yeah. For yeah. the season, what are you talking about? For you're talking about moments, I'm talking about for the season. Yeah. Ben Ben's really looking rough. And you know, we've moved on to talk about Washington quickly. It really concerns me how much Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook have to give for them to win. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. damn near Russ with a, a 20, 15, 10 and Bradley was like 40 and 6 like they have to both of them have to do Tracy McGrady stuff when he was in Orlando yeah. for them to win it's crazy like there's no help underneath them. It, there's no one else there yeah. that's tough though like, I mean they two guys draw so much attention those other three should benefit from that well yeah. and they tried to gut the roster this year that's why they got rid of Wall because they were like let's just reboot right. and they looked into the playoffs so who do you think that the Wizards could bring in next season that could help them like to be that third I mean, I don't think it would be this person, but I think it's somebody like a Tobias Harris, somebody that's okay being the third scorer on the team to bring in just to give them 15, 20 consistently a night. Because that's what they, that's what they need. They need a consistent third option. Would you say, because I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be a free agent after this year, right? Well, he retired. He oh, retired no, no. for healthy reasons. Fudge, fudge, yeah. fudge. That's right. Oh, man. Because I was thinking of a big man that can, you know, contribute with at least 12 points, 10 rebounds, something along those lines. I don't think of anyone else that's going to be available that day. Well, the, I, the big man they have isn't bad. Was it I, Gabbard? I just brought up a list of the free agents next Okay, year. go ahead. 
Go ahead. John, John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Durant, Curry, Paul, Bradley Beal, Butler, Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie, Gary Harris, Julius Randle, Gordon, and Zach Levine. That's just the top ones real quick. Yeah, well, I don't I don't see any of them going anywhere. No. Harden's probably going to resign. I'm I Russ looks happy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Russ looks happy to me. So I hope he stays in Washington. I like to see Washington pulled out of the floor of the NBA. I'm finally able to do what I want and no one bothers me. I'd be surprised if it, you, goes some... anywhere. Curry going somewhere would shock me. Paul looks very happy in Phoenix. He looks fresh in Phoenix. Yeah. He's got people around him that can give buckets and there's nothing more he likes to do than serve people buckets. Bradley Beal, I, it seems like he's happy to have Russ there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that. Well, they don't They don't need a, a super duper all-star. They just need somebody that's okay being a consistent third scorer. That's, that's all they need. Butler coming out of Miami. I don't see Pat Riley letting that happen no yeah yeah they yeah. seem like they're made for each other pat riley yeah. and jimmy butler yeah like they're they're cool yeah. kemba in boston's probably the first one where i go maybe yeah, yeah maybe. but he's hurt he, he's consistently hurt yeah yeah he has magic though yeah when, when he's right he's awesome oh, no he's magic he doesn't have to be right he just has to be in the game when magic needs to happen yeah. i uh you have to remember he played syracuse a lot that's i I witnessed it. He's magic. Kawhi, who the hell knows? Talk to his uncle. Call his uncle. That's all he can do. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm going to say this now as as somebody that can relate. I think Kawhi is on the spectrum. He just just seems like that type of person. (laughs) Dude, Um, dude. ADHD is on the spectrum. Moving on. Kawhi is a pothead, buddy. That's what Kawhi is. Kawhi is a pothead. That's all Kawhi is. He's a pothead. And to be fair, I mean, he did suffer some childhood. Not this show. Nope. Not, we're not gonna do I'm saying to be fair, this, this, his family told his story. Like he suffered. I'm not saying he's on the spectrum. All I'm saying is that he suffered a lot of childhood trauma, which could come off different. Because I, I know some individuals personally that they suffer childhood trauma and they look at things differently. They act differently. So and that's fine. Okay. Kyrie Irving, um, he might be rebooting the Black Panthers in, at the end of the season, so I don't even know if he will be involved in the next basketball season. Yeah, I'm not saying I, that's a bad I, thing he's doing. I'm just saying that's the path he seems to be headed down. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've, you've listed off all-NBA players. They're, they're not getting another all-NBA player there. Okay, well, then here's where this list starts to shift. Okay, ready? okay. Right after Kyrie. We got Gary Harris, Gary Harris in Orlando. Uh, Julie, he's probably likely to move because he can play basketball and Orlando doesn't know what the fuck to do with him. <laughs> and then you have Julius Randle, Aaron Gordon, who just got to Denver, but they're a good team. I, I don't know why you'd want to leave. Zach Levine, Terry Rozier, Goran Dragic, uh, Rubio, Rudy Gay, Iguodala, and uh, Valachunas. So that's okay, kind of Rudy Gay still our, playing? Uh, Rudy Gay will still playing and might give you 20. Yeah. Uh, of that list, I think Gay and, and Harris are probably the best fits there. Yes. Uh, I, I see your slap in the face of Julius Randle. I think he needed more no, help. No, in no, because I don't see, I don't see Randle leaving. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't then know. if I were him, I'd be the last one to sign a contract. I'd yeah, show me something. I, yeah. But but I don't see Randall leaving, especially leaving New York just in general, but leaving to go be the third player with Beal in Ross. I just I don't see him doing that. Yeah, the third but player thing is not even like a third place thing anymore. There's like three superstars, and anyone can get it at any night. That's what it right. kind of is in my eye. I, that's and add, right, and adding Randall to the wizard that will make them a top fourteen. Little post team. defense, little post bucket. Guy that passes yeah. the ball, drives the paint. Like he's looked good this year. I don't his playoffs thing. He might have been tired, man. Like he he carried the Knicks all year, hundred well, percent max yeah. effort all year for the first time in his career. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's tired. He's exhausted. He's uh, 
it's also the spotlight. Some guys just the first yeah. time their eyes get big and they just they can't handle it. Nothing against him. A lot of players bounce back from it, but mm-hmm. I think that has something to do with it because he it's the limelight of New York. And I love yeah. the guy, and I hate to say this, I don't think Aaron Gordon's that third guy. I just no. don't. Nah. Uh, he gave us a lot of good time in Orlando. I appreciate his efforts and everything, dunk mm-hmm. contests, all that fun stuff. But I just well, don't know. I think he's a helper piece, and I and that he, that's why he's great in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He's part of a system. Yeah, yeah. I mean he. He is at best the fourth guy out in Denver if everyone's yeah, healthy. Yep. Zach Levine's too much for that. That's too much. I need the ball. Yeah, that's not going to work with the rest. That's, that's three guys, and the ball is only so big. So I don't like mm. it. No, Draghi, ah. I Not not with Jimmy not with Butler, Westbrook there. Jimmy Butler threatened to fight him if he left Miami. So I don't know. <laughs> He did. Did you see that? Yeah. Dragon was telling the story about Jimmy Butler said he'd come get him. If he Ooh, here's an interesting one. A little further down the list, there's Joe Ingles. Ooh. Yeah. That's a guy that can play off of the driving kick. Both those guys attack the basket. Joe Ingles could just be sitting out there eating buckets. Yeah. Buckets of chicken yeah, and, all year. And, 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 and Ingles has the mentality to just be there. Right. Help. Help. Yes. Right. Contribute that, the best I can, play some good defense, and hit these jumpers. I've seen right. him play. I've seen his interviews. He just he doesn't care. He's, he, he's one of those guys. He's happy to be out there. Right. So I think what we've determined, because the list is Justice Winslow, Marcus Smart, uh, Bagley the third. He can help defensively, but I don't know if that's if he goes any further than that. To be honest with you, yeah. And then uh, yeah, the list starts to get slim picking. Yeah. Well, and and that's where Orlando is going to start picking their free agents from. Yeah. Ugh. Free agents. <laughs> if he wants to free come. Agents. What do you mean free agents? Uh, hey, I mean, if they're not the veteran max or the veteran minimum, Orlando don't want them. Yeah. What's the veteran minimum? Like a million, million, two million, something like that. Something like I think that. It was five million. Right? Yeah, probably NBA yeah. players get paid nice. Yeah, no, I think it's like three million a year for the the, the veteran minimum, and that, and that's if you've been in the league for oh, at least three, seven years. Three million a year, I move this shit hole to. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, who would want to come play for the Magic? Like, it's like there's no like, hope. There's yeah, no hope. Hope is an amazing tool. No, like, and the, the the thought that your people are working behind the scenes to better the team. That's got to be an amazing feeling. Like, you ever work for a good manager? Adam, you can set this one out. You ever work for... <laughs> no, no, but seriously, have you ever worked for a good manager? Like, uh-huh. stuff pops up, and you just know that something's being worked on. So you can continue right. on about your day. Absolutely. And you know what I mean? And that's a great feeling. So I would imagine having a franchise you felt was building or backing you as a player and growing as a team, that'd be an amazing feeling. You aren't getting that in Orlando. No. Yeah. You aren't getting it. Nobody's coming here. LeBron basically laughed at the idea. Yeah. He said well, he said if they signed, if they offered him a contract, he'd retire. Coincidentally, <laughs> we're talking about a, well, listen, we're talking about a sports historian. That's the same thing that Ken Griffey Jr. said about the Yankees. The exact word. So think about that. I wonder if there's a connection there. I wonder if he's seen some racist behavior out of the Amway crew. Oh, are you saying that racists live in Central Florida? Oh, I'm just talking about specifically the DeVos family. Whatever happened, <laughs> if you if you moved to Orlando and you decide to venture outside of Orlando, that's your fault. You should have known better when you're flying in on the plane that you should not leave Orlando. Hey, but I will say this. I've never, no. I've never seen nor experienced any Orlando play any Orlando fan throw or spit at a player. Because they don't show up till after the first quarter and don't give a shit anyways. <laughs> have you ever been to an Orlando game? You can go down to the lower bowl all the way into like the end of the first quarter. And then yeah. all of a sudden it just appears. Like people just appear out of nowhere. Well, and I think that's part of it. I think the people that are buying the lower 
lower bowl t- you know, tickets are fans of the opposing team, so they're not going to throw water bottles at people <laughs> or spit them, on players. Most of them get them through work, and this is like yeah. a dinner date for them. It's, oh, I know. I've I've been the, those guys that have gotten tickets through work. It is not a destination. We used to get free tickets, like the shitty games. They just dribble down through the office to the one of my friend's moms when we were in high school, and she'd be like, "You want these tickets?" We'd be like, "Yeah," and we go to the Orlando Magic game for free. Yeah, dude. Like my my daughter has gotten tickets through her school. They're like, "Hey, we've got twenty free tickets. Who wants them?" <laughs> so yeah. like just give them away yeah they're like pizza coupons yeah That's, i'm not joking they're like pizza coupons the Orlando magic ticket is equivalent to a damn pizza coupon i get the <laughs> exact same level of excited when somebody says do you want free chicken wings and when somebody says do you want to go to a free magic hey, game i'm like don't be bashing free chicken wings i'm <laughs> not but it's the same level of excitement i'm like i appreciate that thank you <laughs> yes it's not like woo i'm gonna go see championship basketball right. it's like oh a night out in orlando i'd like to go see some basketball or something remotely resembles it so so dorian be, before we started you telling me that you you were talking to some people about you know the the water bottle that was thrown at Kyrie and the guy that spit on trey young yeah you want to you want to share that for their for the audience absolutely so basically with the individuals that i have this conversation with uh they pretty much their main uh conclusion is hey if you can't take it don't play and i'm like okay there's so many things to dissect in this conversation that obviously you guys are omitting. And one of the things are, A, regardless of how you may feel about a player, right? These are human beings and to spit on them or to throw objects at them, it's wrong, right? And then two, it's like, what if, you know, that person, you know, what, what if the shoe was on the other foot? Let's say for instance, you were that player and someone threw something at you, how would you feel about it? And it's like all of the answers were like, were all over the place. But pretty much, obviously, doing those conversations, I that there was a huge double standard which we all know what the double standard is but it's just again and then that's when i use the term and that's when i use the example of okay let's say for instance tom brady spiked the ball on the on on the on your favorite team logo right and then he walks off the field and then let's say he did it to my team and i decide to take a water bottle or like a plastic beer bottle and throw it at his direction. Am I wrong? They gave me every answer as saying, yes, you were wrong. Um, you know, it's part of the game. You got to take it. And I said, okay. So what's the difference between Tom Brady being in that situation and Kyrie Irving? Oh, he was just disrespectful. He um, um he, he stepped on the Celtics logo. And do you know what that means to so many people? Um, um You know, how would he do such a thing? That was, that was disrespect to the whole city of Boston. I said, okay, so what you're telling me is that you're justifying the fact that he stepped on the logo and you took it as a sign of disrespect. So a object being thrown at him, which is assault, is okay. It was like, hell yeah. I said, okay. And I just pretty much finished the conversation there. Yeah. So so when Terrell Owens did his little dance or whatever he did, they're posing on the Cowboys star. George T took care of that. That's up to the team to deal with. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's the team. George the team. T. It should have been yeah. a Celtic player. Yeah, Marcus yeah, yeah. Mark said, well, like, what the hell are you doing? Go there, shove him in his chest or something. That's perfectly fine. Everybody's exactly. perfectly fine with that. But as far as like you valuing a sticker on a floor over somebody's existence kind of makes you a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because I mean, let, let's just think, let's just play this out for a second. So, what was the intent of throwing the water bottle at Kyrie? To okay, hit him what, in his face. To hit him in his face. Yeah, he's okay, just so, a garbage athlete, which is why he's watching them from the stands. Yeah. So let's just say he does hit him in the face, mm-hmm. and by chance, water bottles can can hurt, and mm-hmm. even if they're empty, they you know they have edges. Hit him in the eye. That's well, now you've got an Orlando Brown situation. That's, mm-hmm. Let me see. Let's see. Hold up. We can do this. We we're just looking at it. We can do this. We we're just looking at it. Kyrie Irving. That is thirty-four million dollars a year you're taking out his pocket you don't think he's gonna come for that oh yeah like you're gonna pay it but he's gonna make it real hard for you to do anything financially for a long time 
Yep. And see, here's the thing, like, what if your kid wasn't a piece of shit and he actually made it to the uh, pro leagues and he was able to walk off that floor? What if somebody, what if I threw something him? What are you going to do? Well, and, and let's, let's back that up a bit. Okay. So let's say I'm, I'm that piece of shit that's up in the, the stands and I throw a water bottle at Kyrie. Well, if I, you know, if I was any good, I'd be on the court and not in the stands. So I miss right. Kyrie and I hit the bodyguard. I hit the, I hit the, the security guard. Exactly. What happens then? Yeah. Right. I saw an interesting quote. There's a real problem in the NBA today. There's no Charles Oakley. There's no Ron Artest. And there's no, uh, there's no beef, man. There's no Anthony right. Mason. Like, I bet you wouldn't do that shit when they were on the court. I swear yeah, to God, you wouldn't. Not. not one of them would worry about the suspension. Not one of them would worry about the jail time. They would just go up there and beat the shit out of you. And a lot of us would be laughing. Yeah. I'd be laughing. And it, it amazes me that the past year, the entire year, We've heard, oh my God, we got to get fans back in the stands. We've got to get fans back in the stands. You know, the, the game is so much greater now than the fans are back in the stands. And what happens? We haven't gone through one round of the playoffs yet. And there have been four instances of this crap. Right. I wonder four if, uh, in one round. I wonder if LeBron speaking out and they sent the racists to the NBA games with their $60 tickets to go be pieces of shit all night. I'm just saying, things are crazy right, right now, man. It would not surprise me if an organization was like, here, I got these through work. Go be a dickhead. We'll bail you out. Right. And, and also, too, like, I remember, you know, when I played high school basketball and there were and there were times where we were going to hostile uh, environments to where our coach who was white pretty much would tell us look just play ball don't say anything and he would tell us straight up like like you're going into his words not mine Hickville USA he said they're gonna taunt you <laughs> that's where we lived in words he said it he told us it. we were looking like oh shit like we thought this is the 60s he was like no he said he said you're gonna have a couple of them call you some names probably gonna say the n-word if they do come tell me don't retaliate and there was a specific game we were playing against Lacanto High School yeah I'm putting you on blast because this was this should not happen so we're playing against the Lacanto High School, Lacanto literally had two black players on their whole team, right? And us, we bring predominantly black with a couple of white. So what ended up happening is that we we started to beat the brakes off of them, right? They get upset because we were actually like, we were winning and they were like taunting us. Like any racist name that, that could ever be said, they told us that. They, they called us all types of names. So what ended up happening is was after the game, we had to pretty much run in the locker room. Did you know that there were fans that were already in our locker room and they were trashing our locker room and we almost got to a brawl, right? I believe it. Then on, then on top of that, okay, they got escorted out. We got escorted out. They were throwing batteries at us and that shit hurt. Like, they were throwing batteries at the buses. They were following us and their pickup trucks. Like, all this shit happened, right? And it's like, if you don't, and the thing that pissed me off is that, okay, if you don't like the players that's playing on the court, right? It's two things you can do. Either, I mean, be loud, whatever, but when it gets to the point where you're, you're trying to psychologically get into a player's mind by talking about their mother, talking about like, like we heard all types of shit. Like, like um, one of the uh, players that was shooting free throws, one of the guys in the stands uh, were like, were making eight noises and shit. Like that, that shit is real. So me being a former player is seeing that it's like I didn't witness it on the magnitude of like professionalism, but. I've seen it firsthand to where fans could be dicks. Fans could be like the worst human beings in the world. It's like, one it's, thing. It's one thing to yell and scream. It's one thing to criticize. It's another to cross a line. And if you don't know where that line is, you're already a piece of shit. And, and it's not just a race thing, although that is a very real thing. Well, and I say that because J.J. Reddick heard it all the time when he was 
was in college. I see something here. Sure. I, I figured something out. Brought up a map and see the problem is you went to Lacanto. I don't know if you know, but like uh, Lacanto's out there in that weird territory between Orlando and the West Coast, that swamp yeah. area. Yeah, don't ever go to Lacanto again. That's just, I mean, you probably won't. <laughs> I won't but yeah, don't be. For, for everyone, for everyone who's listening, if you ever come to Orlando, go about as far as Legoland. Don't go any further west. Yeah. Just, just don't. Yeah, don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. The rest Speed the Tampa, right? Unless you can like hightail it. it and if you're going to go west, just stay on I four. I don't think I can make this any more clear. The rest of the state is not for you guys, but tourists, people that don't belong in Florida. Oh. You can read into that whatever you meet, whatever you think, by me saying people that don't belong to Florida. Whatever you think, just yes. <laughs> Yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a disgusting thing. And again, it's not just a racist thing. It's a yeah. human being thing. Because you wouldn't throw a, a water bottle at someone going down the street. Mm. You wouldn't no, throw batteries at somebody. Yeah. That's the thing, so that, well, what's the difference? The difference is, is you're going to get millions of dollars if he goes up there and breaks your face. That's the difference. And that's the pitiful thing. The problem is, is like the self-defense thing. You're going to lose it in that distance between covering the distance between the two. You see what I'm saying? Going yeah. up into the stands. You didn't even try to get away. It's just going to be an assault or whatever so like the player is at a severe disadvantage I said all the fans going to do is get kicked out of somewhere that he probably didn't really care to go anyway like, yeah huh. and I heard somebody say it's like well it's just that like the gladiator times back in ancient Rome I'm like uh no <laughs> that's if they lost they fed them to lions so and no I, it's not I'm, the same I'm pretty sure a high percentage of the combatants were slaves in the Colosseum also yeah huh so well, like well, they, they probably see them. Comparison. No, to, to these people, it probably is. Second place trophy crowd. Is that the ones you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, in that... a disagreement with somebody on Facebook the other day because she was saying a lady in the villages got a DUI because she won a golf cart from a vodka company and they handed her a key. She took off, crashed the golf cart. Here's the thing. They didn't put her in the golf cart and this lady's talking about they need to share responsibility. No. No, no. There's no shared responsibility. You made a decision. Deal with it. No. There, there's also a reason why every alcohol commercial now says, please enjoy responsibly. Yeah. No, I handed you the keys. I didn't say go home. Yeah. And by the way, if, if someone hands me the keys to a car and I can't drive, you know what the first thing I'm going to do? If my wife isn't with me, I'm calling my wife and say, hey, come pick me up. You know, maybe she didn't have anybody that liked her and had nobody to pick her up. You ever think about that, Adam? Well, she was probably in the villages, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> But then again, if she was in the villagers, I'm sure one of her pool boys could have come, come and helped. I don't think we have to worry about losing our audience there. I work on that every day. <laughs> well, you're one of the pool boys? No. No, 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 for work. No, for work. I'm in one of the few, I belong to one of the few industries where the customer is never right. Oh, boy. I just, you know, the people that sided with all the snowflake and entitlement talk, how can you be snowflakey and entitled? Because you accuse the other side of what you're guilty of. Well, see, but then they get mad. One, one of their say, heroes said that. I know, so. I know, but then they get mad when you say that that's Nazi behavior. They're like, oh, you compares to Nazis. Because you are. <laughs> Stay out of the playbook. Stay out of the playbook. It's like, yes, I'm I'm going to accuse you of doing Belichick shit if you're doing Belichick shit. <laughs> right. mm. Mm. So, so speaking of Belichick in the NFL, um, it today is June 1st. You know what that means? It means a lot of till the Cowboys drag the Bucks. Well, that no, that was yesterday. Now it's only nine days. But 99. because but today, since today is June 1st, now a lot of teams can get rid of their signed players a lot cheaper. Uh. Take less of a cap hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby Bonilla Day comes up in a month. So, <laughs> hey, collect that two mil, Bobby. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, I've been seeing it all, you know, all day. It's like, well, now that it's June 1st, Aaron Rodgers can go. Now that it's June 1st, Julio can go. It's it's going to be interesting. I, I still I still don't see Aaron Rodgers playing for another team. I, However, I do see Julio getting the hell out of Atlanta. He already said it. He's like, pretty much, I'm gone. Yeah. My thing is, why are you laughing at the Cowboys, though? Is it because they came in there and drug you all out? I believe they were up by 21 points in the fourth quarter last year. Oh, that's or right. Atlanta? And then the yeah. Cowboys pulled a... Patriots. Yeah, yeah. they did that. No, the, did no that. The, the, the Falcons just pooped themselves. Dorian, we yeah. have kids. We know what that's like. Oh, <laughs> shit. Literally. <laughs> but um, where do you guys see Julio Jones ending up? I've heard a lot of talk of Seattle. Him and DK, come on now. Man, that's just mean. Look, then, holy crap. That guy, and then he goes and runs the 100-meter dash at national tryout and is right on the heels of all those guys that are like 5'11 and 160 pounds. Yeah, it's, yeah. Somebody, somebody texted me that. They're like, well, DK Metcalf only finished you know, 14th out of 16th. It's like, yeah, because he finished ahead of two guys who live, eat, and breathe track. That is true. And this dude's out there like pumping, you know, pumping weights for the football field. He's like, oh, I'm going to go out for the Olympic track team <laughs> i mean the, the dude is a freaking beast and if again if you put julio on the other side of him that's, oh, that's just that's mean and then and what, what that's also going to do is going to open up the middle for tyler lockett and let him yeah and then the slot. and and then you know what it will also do is whatever running back they have back there it, it can be help fitzgerald Toussaint from michigan and he can still get a thousand yards because yeah. you, you're telling me they're not going to sack the box right was that your exactly. not polite way of saying bullshit ass running back yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. But seriously, though, you're going to put Julio and DK together. Can't catch one. Can't catch the other. Can't tackle one. And the other one's going to jump over you and take the ball. If they pull that off, holy crap. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I could just see Stafford going, what the fuck did I just get into? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, too, I was hearing um, they, they were talking about uh, the Chargers. They're saying that the Chargers are in play for Julio as well. Uh, um, you know, uh, Herbert, Julio, and I think it's what um, – is it Keenan Allen still out there? Yeah, yeah. Keenan, I, Keenan I feel like that situation's a little young for him. If he wants to go somewhere that's going to win, that doesn't seem like the situation quite yet. Yeah, see, yeah. that's the thing. I, I think Seattle is one good, a one maybe spot. two pieces away from yeah. from winning it, not just competing. You know, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. I'm sorry, Los Angeles. Yeah. They're at least two or three years away from competing. Not, not well, saying that they won't, but. And, you know, Herbert needs more time to mature. Yeah, and some pieces to come in and help out. But um, I'm just not sure if that's the winning situation Julio's looking for right now. Yeah. I think Seattle's a good spot. I just don't think – there's not, not too many good places. The Giants just got Galladay. Uh, the Redskins don't really have – no one in the NFC East is really ready for Julio if he wants to win right now. Now, here, here, here's a wild card for you, okay? I, BJ, this goes back – yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Titans. <laughs> Titans? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they did mention it. Could you, could you imagine he, that play action? Yeah, Tan, Tanner Hill's not horrible, and oh, he's good. I, I think yeah. he's solid. He, he he's gotten a lot better in Tennessee, and you you know you're right, BJ. You, the play action with with Henry back there, you you got to have a lot of free roam. That seems like a lateral move in the quarterback position at best. It's a lateral move in the quarterback position, but a better but an upward move in the team position. Yeah, you think Tannehill, even in the best of circumstances, can take them to a Super Bowl, much less win it? Uh, I think if you put Julio with with Henry, they, they would go. You know what? We are a good quarterback away, and so that that would be their their final piece that they would need. Now I know BJ, you're you're all up on Derrick Henry, and you you sent the the thing today. Is like okay, Derrick Henry had a quarterback 
a defensive star and two receivers and who yes. you're adding. I had to give I had to give them Russell, um, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Donald. That's that's my situation. Yeah, and I I went Derrick Henry, Brady, Julio, Stephon Diggs, and Chase Young. Good squad. What you got, Dorian? Two receivers, a quarterback, and a defensive star for for Derrick Henry. Uh, two receivers, QB, um, and a defensive star. My two receivers would be Tariq Hill. I'm gonna go with Tariq Hill and Julio Jones as my two receivers. That's a nice combo. Um, quarterback. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers because that play action with Aaron Rodgers Oh shit! That play actually with Aaron Rodgers with Derrick Henry in the backfield, and you got Tariq on one side and Hulu on the other, and then you said that one defensive star. Yeah. Um. I mean, I had to think about that for a while, but Aaron Donald came right to my head pretty quick. I mean, you can't go wrong with Aaron Donald. Um, because Aaron Donald for for me, I mean, that's no brainer. I'm gonna pick like a wild card or something. I'm I'm gonna say a Khalil Mack. The one Levante David was my backup. Yeah. Do you know who none of us picked? Who's that? Patrick Mahomes. Oh shit. I'm telling you, that, that the playoff run last year made me nervous. I knew he was yeah. mixed up, but they did not That's look right. made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> But again, it could happen to any any quarterback. Yeah, for honestly. sure. Well, it you can know. happen to any quarterback who doesn't have an offensive line. Right. So what did Kansas yeah. City do? They traded away the offensive line. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the, the Super Bowl so much. I meant the, the end of the season and playoff run. That was sketchy. Yeah, he, he was yeah. scheduled the last month of the, of the season. They were down one offensive lineman, and they were having trouble. When they lost another one for the Super Bowl, that was game over. Okay, and mm-hmm. let's not forget, they were one play away from losing to the Browns. Because the Browns were going in for a touchdown and had and quit, crumbled it you, out the back. You, you got to quit saying the Browns like that. You better put some respect on their name. Listen to what Baby oh. said. I'm serious. You see, we all three of us are guilty of shitting on the Browns when we say their name. It's always in like this downtrodden garbage. Because they live see, in the sea of sadness. No, they do, but. <laughs> If anybody's going to get them out, it might be this crew. They might get Dude. a couple playoff runs out of this crew. They're coming. Yeah. I, I can see that, like on paper. I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm saying playoff regulars. Oh, I mean, I mean, you got Miles Garrett on one end, and you got they're the Browns. Ace, they're the know, Browns. Come. They're the Browns. They're still the Browns. Yeah. Not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm not going to Super Bowl. <laughs> oh man, that is true. Damn. I mean, I, I still see uh Baltimore winning the uh Oh, that was the, the other Bowl. destination for Julio, Baltimore. That no, 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 no. I do not like pairing him with Lamar. Why? <sighs> Because he needs a quarterback. Oh, there it is. I just wanted to see how long it would take to drag it out. That's all. <laughs> that was it. Damn, that was easy. Oh, man. Okay, oh. I, I asked the question earlier, and y'all had to hesitate. Is Lamar a one-season one wonder? Not if he had some help. Mark we'll Ingram's see. Not, Mark Ingram's not, this, not the I think this season is going to be – I think I think this season is when the, the uh, Ravens are going to say, okay. Third year, right? Yeah. Third year. It's put up or shut up. You got to see – we got to see yeah. some change, some difference. Yeah. If there's not a difference this year, then the people – we're going to have to eat some crow about the people that said you're a running back playing quarterback i hate to say right. it sure. and i mean it just, he to me he has not progressed as a quarterback he's no. very exciting to watch and when they drafted him i said you got to find some way to get him on the field until the playoffs and then he is not exciting to watch at all right he is if you're playing him yeah. not if you're playing him on your fantasy team but if you're playing against right. him yeah right. but we don't have anybody on the show who has a team that would possibly play them in the playoffs you're a lions fan i'm a cowboys fan and he's a jags fan he's never gonna play in the playoffs <laughs> Yeah. Mm. 
Well, you know, hey, so, the Jags, the Jags could always start Tim Tebow quarterback. You have to remember, it's easier, it's easier. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 you're looking at back. It's easier to kick somebody in the nuts when they're already laying on the ground. <laughs> so, 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 so we. That's why I just lob shots at Dorian. It's his easy target. So, Dor- Dorian hesitated. <laughs> Dorian hesitated. Dorian thinks that Tebow's going to start a quarterback this year. You know what? With the way everybody do things, I won't be surprised. Like it's to the point now where like like I can't say anything, and like when I tell you that. I get ragged on at work. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm just like, you know what? You guys are right. Until I see something different, like, hey, I don't it, it, it makes me happy. I work for an international company and no one understands American football there. So I don't, they don't talk to me about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some people I work with. They're like, did you catch the soccer match? <laughs> no. <laughs> all the guys I work with, there's two of them that, uh, that watch sports and I don't work with them regularly. It's great. It's great. So I can just, Dude. I don't, I don't have any like these opinions clogging up my head. They're all my own and I form them for my own information seeking. It's great. Dude, one of my managers played the Florida Gators uh, school fight song and says the Jacksonville Gators. You just start doing the Gator chump, right? <laughs> and everyone's laughing. He's like, cool, whatever. But they were like, dude, what the hell is your coach thinking, man? And he said, he said, look, he, I love Timo, but he said, tight end. He said, what about fullback? I said, I said the same thing, but I said, I don't know what Urban's doing. He was like, good luck. And yeah, of well, course, he's a uh, dolphin. Yeah. One of my good friends <laughs> posted <laughs> three quarters of a quarterback. <laughs> ah, oh, shit. They haven't had a wide receiver in a decade. <laughs> decade? They haven't oh. had a wide receiver since the Marks brothers. Brandon Marshall was pretty decent when he was down there. Uh, he was yeah. much better in Denver. Yeah. Brandon Marshall's been pretty good wherever he goes if he's yeah. got his head screwed on. Well, see, and that's, that's the thing and, and brandon marshall to, to me i mean is gets all the respect in my book because he flat out came out and said yeah. like look i'm yeah. dealing with stuff i need help i'm going to take care of this he did what naomi Osaka did and to me she handled it as well as she could i think there were some other mitigating factors with her but i think she did the best she could and she she did what she thought was right and i think that if we as a country want to take mental illness seriously we need to actually take it seriously mm-hmm. and when i heard people today talking about osaka going well, she, you know, hey, I know she was going through some things and, you know, he went through some things too, but he showed up for work every day. It's like, well, if you want to take mental health seriously, you need to understand people need mental health days. And they don't yes, want to take it seriously. They just want no. to talk about it to seem cool. Exactly. They, 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 want to, to do. they want to talk about it and make, make it sound like they, they, they care. Hey, let's, let's splash the suicide hotline up there. Let's say, hey, if you need, if you need help, talk to somebody, but no, I'm not going to be that somebody. And it's, it's disgusting to watch. Mm. And from, from what I understood from the situation, you guys can tell me differently. She told the, the French Open ahead of time, hey, look, I'm going through some things. I'm going to try to get through it. I just I can't talk to the media right now, especially if they're going to ask me about my personal life. I just can't do it. And they said, oh, that's fine. You're contractually obligated to talk to the media. Every time you don't, it's a $15,000 fine, which she was okay with. And then afterwards, after she did it the first time, they said, well, it's going to be an escalating fine. She went, no, this is not what we agreed to. I am walking away. I don't want to be a distraction. Uh-huh. So you don't help me and you just don't get me then. I will not draw yeah. attention to your event and I will take myself out of your event. And I, I will take the number two ranked player out of your event. Son, that's what you get. Yeah. I told you I needed a minute, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Golly, it's so annoying. Like It's like, look, can I have a minute or choke you? I need to do one of the two things. Right. Either one's fine with me. I don't give a shit. 
<laughs> You're right. And and if you listen to her statement, she's like that. I've been going through some things since yeah. I won the U.S. Open back in 2018. Well, if you remember, that was the year that Serena lost it to her, and everyone put it on Serena because she had a meltdown, and no one gave Osaka credit. And she's been kind of losing that ever since. And I I get it. She's like, look, I am this good. Why don't people take me seriously? And and you know, and on on the flip side of that, no reporter oh, yeah, uh, should ever. Also, too, like, go ahead. No, 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 oh no, no, finish. No reporter should ever ask any player in any sport about their personal life. It's none of their goddamn business. But remember we talked about this last week and we were talking about even A. Smith, the, these other commentators where they take personal shots and they go deep into these athletes' personal lives, which let's just stick to the stat. I mean, I mean, we play sports because of the stat. I mean, because we love the game, but stats is important to the sport. So when you go into the personal life, that's when I was asking the question, when it comes to these debate shows and talk about individuals' personal lives, where did that stem from? And and I know we said, you know, it was the it was the rise of the Stephen A. Smiths and the uh, Skip Baylesses when they did their show first. Take Probably reality TV when you let people into your house, into your bedroom, nothing's off limits hey. anymore, and now you think you can just snoop in everybody's shit. See, I, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step be- before then. So I think it actually started in 1993. I can pinpoint the year because that was the first year that College Game Day went on campus. They played. They went on campus for Florida State Notre Dame, and that was the year that they kind of shifted from just so, breaking down the games the to personal stories. No, yeah, they, I think the work done was was on there. It, it was personal stories. It was Tom Rinaldi. It was all, all all of that, and that got more eyeballs than just breaking down the games. And that, so and it's I, kind of shifted. I remember at the draft when the Dante Culpepper got drafted, and they immediately brought up that his mother was a crack. Yeah, I remember immediately, that. right right during the draft, it was like, wow, wow, guy's having a great day, best day of his life. Something he's worked for his whole life. Let's yeah. bring up his mother. And sick. also too, um, remember in boxing, they did they would do the same thing with like Mike Tyson. They talked about him being poor, being taken in by family. So is oh man, I just, I just hate the fact that we're going into you know a person's personal life to even even if it's to like glorify this person of all the triumph that they've overcome or, or whatever. It's like, but did you ask that person? That person wants to talk about it. Well, and and that's a good point because you know I know BJ brought it up with work done. Work done did not want to be have the media involved ever. He he was the one that was going out and building houses for single moms. He was helping people re- rebuild their lives. He didn't want the media there at all. Somehow ESPN talked him into doing the story. I forget how they actually did it. And they even said he didn't want us to, to, to talk about it. We're doing doing the one story because it was good. And now what's he become? He's become a freaking meme. Mm-hmm. And it's it's disgusting. Ruthless. People are yeah. ruthless. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, they, they don't care. They don't care if, if they invade your personal life. They don't care if they hurt you by throwing a water bottle at you. You are a piece of meat to these guys. Mm-hmm. And and it's where where we've gone as a society. Reality TV. Listen how they talk about him during the draft. Yeah. Like, there's not there's not too many like humanizing statements. It's just like what he's capable of and this, that, and the other. And it's kind of like a cattle auction. It, it's almost like they're sizing them up to sell them to people. Easy killer. <laughs> Easy killer. I don't know what you're referring to. I think white wokeness has its limit. Like you can we can only say so much. Like there's so much shit I want to say. <laughs> And it's all for the right reason. But you can't say it. <laughs> hey, I'm just implying. I'm not actually saying anything. Um, uh, switch gears a little bit. So I was watching. They, they, they were talking about the NFL and whatnot, and they were talking about. Um, I, I don't know if you guys saw it. I think we talked about it maybe last week, or maybe we didn't. But the eighth grader, he's like 6'5", 260 pounds. That beast of a person? Yes, that man. I, I think he's a man. But and they were saying, <laughs> hey, if 
if you have like let's say this kid comes out of high school, he's you know six six, maybe uh two sixty five. Jim Holbrook will sign him immediately to whatever position he wants to play. Anyways, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Should he be so you can ruin him to the NFL? Is what they were talking about. No, 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 no. and it's not nothing to do with physical maturity. It's mental maturity. Yeah, those guys will mentally break him before he is able to handle it. Yeah. So what you're saying is that they would do to him what Michael Jordan did to Quan Brown. He was one hundred percent. Yeah. The eighteen year olds don't need to be on a football field with a grown man. No, and just like eighteen year olds don't need to be on, on a basketball court with a grown man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that so much. Different situation. Different Why? situation. Why? Because there's a little pushing and shoving in basketball. And not where I can like knock your head clean the hell off if I choose to do it, take 15 yards and stay in the game. Like it's a different situation. Like okay. I've played, I've seen people that were in much better shape than me. They weren't like professional basketball players, but they're in really good shape. Physically dominate kids that just came back from college going to like playing basketball for college and get physically dominated by people that do not play basketball like that. There's just it's the it's different. It's different. Like you can you can deal with the physical domination on the basketball court because the game of basketball is not built on physical domination you see what i'm saying like there's Fair ways enough. around it in football you're just physical thing every minute of the game and, not and that BJ, basketball and, and i think you i think you touched on it because what is there to stop someone like Vontez perfect from just Cleaning taking a run clock you. taking yeah. the fine taking the suspension and coming right back out and see you for the second game of the division buddy yeah i know just it's a difference I, I i know it's a double standard but they're the percentage of 18 year olds that can physically handle a professional football player and the profi- the percentage of 18 year olds that can physically handle a professional basketball player are skewed i mean it's just well and and even in the nba the numbers are low Come, yeah, oh, coming yeah, from you know from high school to, to the pros the numbers are low just to start with right. and th- and th- that's a physical thing and it's a mental thing i don't think anyone should be given that kind of money that quickly without some type of guidance i wasn't going to the money side i was just talking about being able to handle the game yeah well yes, and, the money side is a big problem yeah. well and, and that goes back to the the mental you know illness thing is you know i, I heard someone talk about well you know we, we've always had mental illness in the game and people have always dealt with it yeah they dealt with with drugs and alcohol right. and what happens yeah. when you're given a lot of money a lot of times you get into drugs and alcohol that's you know, bias how that worked out for yeah yeah not very well or richard mm-hmm. manley mm-hmm. or De- it was a dexter manley for, dexter the, for manley the for the redskins oh yeah I remember. Yeah. 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 LT managed it. Yeah. Dare I say he, cocaine helped him get to the Hall of Fame? No, you, you can go ahead and say it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, when you play yeah. a position that needs a motor and you can get that motor in a sack and you just... <laughs> I mean, I heard stories about Michael Irvin when he was at Miami and when he was in Dallas. They said like... No, you didn't. <laughs> Dude, I'm a Hurricane fan, so I think I felt bad. My friends talk about Jerry Jones having a White House, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, stories it, of, there's a White House in Dallas where all the guys are allowed to go hang out. That's why you don't see a lot of guys in Dallas get in trouble while they're in Dallas. They may have gotten in trouble in other places, but once they get here, they don't get in trouble in Dallas. Pay yeah, and, to that. and Jim, Jimmy was always the one that said that the test will be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tracks back to here. Same thing. That Use that doing. information however you will. Same thing I'd be doing. I'm not going to stop a grown man that slams his head into dumpsters all week from smoking a joint. Sure won't. <laughs> I'm going to help him. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, they were talking about steroids and baseball and whatnot. It's like, well, in the 70s and 80s, they would pop them, you know, amphetamines like they were candy. Why? Well, yeah. Because it helps you recover. Because especially in baseball where you're day, 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 day constantly and i don't you think it helps you recover you just don't know your sore you just don't know your sore until yeah you just yeah, yeah. You just, 
Yeah. Well, and then and then by the end of the season, your knees are shot because you didn't have time to recover. Of course, then again, you get get a team like the Pirates, and not even have a full major league team. So and I, I don't know if you guys saw that play, but they definitely did not watch the Belomansky defensive skills video. That was one of my favorite things I've seen this year in sports because that the runner going to first just totally hoodwinked and bamboozled the first baseman. <laughs> That guy was like, I gotta tag him. He's running backwards. So he took off running. He takes off running. They get all the way down to the catcher and he's got him in the pinch. And then he throws it to the catcher. But the third guy at third base stole home. It's a beautiful thing to watch. He gets in there. Dude takes off back to first base. Catcher overthrows the second baseman cover to cover the base. And guy makes it all the way to second. Well, and the, the best part. amazing play. The, be- the best part about that was not just the stupidity of the Pirates, but was watching Javi Baez go back home, yeah. watch his teammates score, signal and safe, and then realize, oh, I got to get the first base. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hoodwinked and bamboozled that first baseman. <laughs> he, that was predator instinct his like cheetah instinct kicked in he's like oh he's running gotta get him. and he just took off he just took off running oh that's why i can't just discard baseball a couple times a year baseball comes up with some of the weirdest shit you'll see in sports and it's just great it's just great that shouldn't happen every i don't play baseball i knew to tag first base <laughs> you don't have to touch him you just touch the base and he's out just, just run back i know i know the throw took you off the base just run back dang Dang, dang. Could you imagine that clubhouse the next day? Because if I'm the manager, I'm putting that up on some kind of screen. We're watching this. Just as a manager, just want to go, okay, what were you thinking there? Yeah. Right here when you <laughs> turned around and ran. What was that? What was that? Don't ever think and, that again. And, and, and Mr. Second Baseman, why wouldn't you cover me first base? Man, hoodwinked and bamboozled. They were all stunned. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. I think as soon as that first baseman took off running, the whole team said, what the fuck? <laughs> If you if you listen to the announcer, um, the the Cubs announcer doing it when he, when he gets to the second, he's like, "Just keep going. You're invisible. Just keep going." Yeah, he's <laughs> That's what it felt like. It felt like he just he was playing a different game from the rest of the people. It's golly, am I wrong? Is he a catcher? Javi Baez? Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what position he plays. Our baseball knowledge is showing, guys. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, BJ. Every year, or so it seems to be you know a play like that, a game like that. You're just like, what the fuck just happened? I remember uh, it was, this was a few years ago. Um, there was a game. It was the Rangers and the Orioles. The score, the final score was 30 to three. It was like the Cowboys played the Ravens and just beat the crap out of them. So now the, the funny thing was, was listening to, I believe it was Tim Kirchner on ESPN talk about the game because you know he gets overly excited about anything baseball. This dude about had an orgasm because there was an actual save credit in the box score. Now to have a save, you have to have the tying run be either at the plate on the on-deck circle or, you know, coming up to the on-deck circle. So he, he, like I said, he about like showed the entire nation his O face because in a 30 to three game, there was a, there was a save because that had happened because they scored like 27 runs in the past in like three innings. Oh, so <laughs> so B, BJ, do you ever figure out what position Javi Baez plays? Second baseman. That's why he was fleet of foot. <laughs> <laughs> and magical because you know those those well in- they call him the magician those infielders are, are magical those uh shortstops and second baseman they've been pretty good over the course of baseball to watch them uh, do their magic double plays and all that fun stuff could never play the infield uh no little tiny hard ball coming at me fast don't want to hit my face oh i've been hit by a baseball before and it, it does I, not feel good man that is a thud um it's one of those things that you know you aren't hearing it hit your skin what you're hearing is it reverberating on the inside of your body yes you know uh, <laughs> you don't hear the 
you hear the thud of your the meat in your body moving around. It's, it's yeah, not- BJ, I know you and I were talking about concussions earlier. I remember I was at Oak Park. I was playing baseball, you know, Classic. there at you know in the, in the fields. I would hit the ball. I was running to first, and I don't remember anything after that because it smacked me right in the head. Oh, and you, you, yeah, I I felt that for a week. It sounds crunchy. It's a crunchy sound. Yeah, and and by the way softball that's a misnomer because <laughs> that shit ain't soft yeah, not at all not at all man i want you to hear the uh celtics just got slaughtered by the nets slaughtered. so it's official bucks and yeah. nets i was watching um i think it was game four the other day at, you know after boston had made it 2-1 and then the first quarter boston just came out firing mm-hmm. you know they think they were up by like 11 in the first quarter and then the first bath to the second quarter Brooklyn took the lead I'm like the series is over because Boston came out with everything they had and just couldn't keep up for more than a quarter yeah and that, that just tells you that they're they're done now you know Jalen Brown being out that that doesn't help yeah. and Kimba and Kimba out. being out that doesn't help I don't know if I I personally like Brad Stevens I like him as a, as a person I like him as a, as a coach I don't know if he's the right coach for that team anymore oh, I I think that with you're saying like they like, lost the team or something that's what I'm getting out of that statement it, it's what it feels like my thing is too is like okay so if what other options do you could you have out there if it's not Brad? I, I before we move on from Brad, Brad, or Brad, let's look at this. Jalen Brown's not out there, and, and you just said that Kevin Walker's injured all the time. Maybe he's not fair to assess him at this current situation. Maybe he hasn't lost the team. Maybe things are all nicked up around the Boston area. Sure. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they, they didn't do well last year in the playoffs. Or maybe they need to fill the stands with more honkies. I mean, that seems to work work for him in the past. <laughs> so crackers, my is- crackers and peckerwoods and whatnot. <laughs> Um, uh, my question is too is is Jalen Brown does he want to be the man on his own team? Because as you as you see the, the Celtics, that's Tatum's team. Well, and that goes back to to Stevens mm. because if Brown wants to be his own player, that's fine. You've got to you've got to work that ego. You've got to do something to try to figure that out. Yeah. Now this year may not be the the best example of that, but I, ever since Kyrie's been there, or Kyrie was there, that team has kind of gone downhill. The year before Kyrie got there Stevens had them had them cooking and I don't know what Kyrie did and I don't know what kind of bad mojo Kyrie brought but they've been going downhill ever since mm-hmm. um it's like with the Celtics um Brown and Tatum remind me of Pierce and Antoine Walker and remember <laughs> that is not a winning combination you just brought right up. minus the bankruptcy <laughs> right but the thing is it was like Adam with a personal jab tonight damn <laughs> Yeah, sorry, it, Adam's getting all personal. I'm sorry, Dorian. Personal, I know. I know. Like, bankruptcy shit. Right. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. Somebody shitting your Cheerios this morning? <laughs> <laughs> but but the reason I make that comparison is because... They were chocolate Foster Flakes, and that might be part of it. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you oh, good. But think about it is, one of the reasons why Antoine Walker left the Celtics is because, again, he thought that that was his team, but Paul Pierce started merging, and he became the fan favorite, and he became more consistent. So then, you know, uh, Walker felt like, well, I need to go somewhere else. And, well, and, if Walker had said it, out of the casinos he wouldn't have had that problem i mean that could be true um but you know and and i kind of see that with brown and tatum because think about it is i mean i don't know about you guys but is it clear that tatum is the better player than brown 
Oh, that's Tatum's team, 100%. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I've seen cases to where when they ran plays, it was like, all right, Tatum's first option, your second option. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brown is like, oh, okay. But when uh, it was during that time where Tatum was hurt and Brown was with really, I think Brown was scoring like 26 points a game, uh, seven rebounds, I think like four or five assists. And then they were like, Jalen Brown is coming to his own. But then when Tatum came back, I'm like, all right, I'm back. So it's, you know, it's, it's me. I'm the man. And, and I think that I won't be surprised if Jalen Brown would uh, decide to go somewhere else just to prove that. If everybody else working with three superstars, why can't they? Right. They only Who got are you two. bringing in? Who are you bringing in? No, no, I'm just saying, like, if everybody else can work with three superstars, why can't they work with two, like, solid players? I don't understand. Like, if you can't do that in this NBA, you might never win anything right now. Well, it, again, is that on the player or is that on the coach? Um. Geez, something like that. Yeah, I mean, both. if I'm the coach, I got to tell Tatum when he comes back, look, Jalen's hot, man. You got you both you guys scoring 25 a game would be real sweet. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean by that is it, it's on the coach to massage the ego to the point of somebody accepting their role. That's you know, what made it, Phil Phil. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Pip, Pippen is a Hall of Famer because he was a – able to accept the role. Pippen could have, in his prime, he could have gone and played any, on any team and been the number one scoring option. Same thing with Rodman. Well, not no, scoring option, but yes. No, no, but as far as accepting his role and just maxing yeah. that out this potential of that particular yeah. thing. Right. And, also, and so, and that 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 goes back to the coach. And again, I like Brad Stevens. I love what he did with Butler. I loved it when he came to Boston. I just I don't know if he's in the right spot for him. I feel like it's easier to fix communication, especially at his age. He's a younger guy. Oh yeah. You, you know what I mean? Than it is to fix your strategy and adjust your game plan. His game plan works in this NBA, so I don't know why you wouldn't stick with a guy that's a little younger, but is showing promise, and maybe put him in a position to work on his communication a little better. That can be that's a fixable thing if he wants to be. I mean, he's got to want to fix it. But if he wants to fix it, you can fix communication. You can become a better communicator, and you can become a better um, ego stroker, manipulator. Because I mean, let's just be honest. That's what you're doing. Is manip- we can say all these nice words it's like, oh, he's no, good it, with it's people. human manipulation. Yeah, he's good with people. No, he's good at getting what he wants from people. Yeah. Well, and, and that that's what society has become. It's, can I get you to do what I want you to do? Without you knowing it most of the time, that's what they really want. Yeah. I'm going to slide it by like a fastball. Yeah. You know, and, and I hate to say it, but that's what makes a good manager. That's what makes a good leader. You know, someone that can get you to do what you don't want to do and be happy to do it. Yes. That's why I have problems, man. Well, you're just not happy in general. <laughs> um, I'm actually a pretty happy guy. I just realized that the pro- most problems at work are caused by managers. It, most problems, most problems. Problems in any environment, in any office environment, any team environment, are caused by people that can't, that don't communicate properly, whether it's managers or employers or employees, but not being able to communicate back and forth. And honestly, it's a lot of it from people that grew up not understanding, not knowing that there's multiple ways to resolve conflict other than just throwing things and yelling and screaming and and hurting people. That's why I think everybody should belong to like a two, uh, you should have a sibling or two in your house. That's why I like China's new three kid rule. Maybe they'll have some respect little bastards because everything's not theirs <laughs> yeah and that helped yeah, me as a child yeah and you're brothers. right and i i know with my kids i'm like just, y'all figure it out i mean just don't <laughs> yeah. kill each other y'all yeah. y'all figure out what's going on don't slap anybody in the face anything under the neck is open for business yeah i mean i, I literally said it today when <laughs> when or my two oldest were, were yelling at each other and was like y'all go outside but i don't want to i don't care go outside and figure it out i, yeah, I don't come back until you're nice to each other i don't care was, what happens there were no questions in that sentence i promise <laughs> <laughs> great minds think alike adam yeah 
feel my I feel my kids the same thing. That's they what happened to us growing up. Yeah. Get out, send you out in that Florida sun, you shut the hell up real quick. Oh yes. Outside. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. But I don't want I don't care. Exactly. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, I'm like, you guys have a fence. I said when I went out in my backyard, I had a swamp and I yeah. had to be out there. And then when it's time to come home, it's time to come home. But I said, you guys have all these things that I provided for you guys to have fun. And you have you guys have a gate to where you guys can go out in the backyard. I said I didn't have all that. So you guys just like have to figure it out. You guys gotta figure it out. You and, ever take them? You ever take them to to yeah. Tilaha? Yeah, yeah. They went and yeah. um they were they were shell socked. They were like, yeah. Dad, you grew up here? I'm like, Yeah. I said, I said, you know how like you went to a park that you play? I played right here. I took him yeah. to the corner where we played basketball. Take him to the tree. Take him to the no, tree. Don't take him to the tree. You drive by the tree. You don't hang out. I mean, I, I drove by him, you know, of course you don't, they you don't stop you don't at the tree to our relatives, <laughs> our cousins and stuff. But you know, but the thing about it is like just thinking back, it was like, you know, growing up. And I remember playing basketball with my cousins in Yalaha. And it was like, the, first off, you know, there's some tough son of bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the, the whole, how I learned to play basketball was like, we would play a game and it's no fouls. It called no blood, no foul. The only time you get a foul is if there's blood. And again, BJ, you know, Devin. I never you know, understood the shit. Quincy. Like, I was like, this is not how it is on TV. <laughs> Right. And what the then, hell's going on? Right. They were like, the only way that you're going to learn how to play the game and be tough, you got to get hit in your mouth. And there was a lot of times I had you know, my lip busted, scrapes and everything. But I'm so glad I learned how to play it because when I transitioned that into the actual um, organized basketball, I'm like, you know, this not, you know, say nothing. Like, getting hit in the stomach. Like, I used to get elbow. I used to get chin checked by my cousins all the time. And they dared me to call a foul. You know who I remember being pretty beast-like up there? Um, Gary Miller. Oh, yeah. That's my cousin. <laughs> no, no, um, the dad. What's his name? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My uncle Gary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gary Miller, um, Gary Miller, senior. Yeah. Yeah, he's no joke. Not at all. He's strong as an ox too. Yeah, I remember him backing down everybody. Yeah, everybody, anybody he tried to post to me, backing right down. Exactly. And and you look at now, like like I was explaining to um, I was playing to my nephew because my nephew he plays AAU. He's pretty good. But thing is, I'm like my nephew is like I think he's he's 15 years old. He's like six three, right? So you know, so I'm watching him you know, playing basketball and stuff. And then, you know, I'm noticing that every time he drives through the lane, he's looking for a foul. I'm like, hey, and me, I'm trying to keep it out. I'm like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. No, say yeah, something. I'm, I'm like, fix that dude. Shot. Right. And, and I did. I said, dude, I said, I said, put your fucking shoulder down and lay the ball up. Yeah, but they ain't not calling a foul. Don't expect a foul. Don't expect a foul. Score. I said, your job is yeah. score. You You're know? not James Harden. Go <laughs> score the right. goddamn basketball. Right. Just score. I'm like, dude, you're 6'3". They're 5'10". One what? Like 120. That's a score the ball. Yeah. And then people, you know, and if, and if they're not calling fouls, they're probably not calling offensive fouls. So go two for things, it. Two things exactly. you can do as an offensive player to remedy that. Uh, one of my friends um, used to drive to the basket, jump off of one foot, and he put his lead knee up in the air. So Ooh. anybody, oh yeah, and, and it's perfectly legal. Anybody in front of you, you can get that right to the chest. Um, And also keep your elbows mm-hmm. out a little bit. Not, I'm not yeah. saying like, viciously but i'm just saying create an area around your body that's not acceptable for you to be in absolutely but uh, i'll tell you that jumping if you can jump off of one leg and put that front knee up in the air boy people will get out of your way park the yeah you'll you create some space for you boy it's yeah. fun until it's happening to you then you're like stop that shit man it's a pickup game <laughs> he was like six four so when he did it his knee was at my teeth Ooh, damn oh man yeah I've seen some um I, I see some pretty oh, horrible uh things happen when someone put that lead knee up, especially oh, yeah. people getting dunked on, man. Oh yeah. Uh knee yeah, in the chest. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one? Yeah. All that good. And you know what else I, like I said, just a pickup basketball player, nothing special. But uh, something else I learned too is when you get by somebody and they're more athletic than you, hit the brakes and let them bounce off of you, and then you can just finger roll. It's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> 
people that are so much better than you can't stop your finger roll because they just bumped you. You're just like, Whoop. yeah, it's great. Well, it's that's actually- the thing. I mean, if you understand the physics of human beings and you understand like how how to get that to work, you can mm-hmm. score pre pretty well yeah absolutely and and also too when you're playing and 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 to your point AK you was talking about uh in the game of basketball like the cerebral part of it is so important because you can be the slowest guy on the court that's me the most non-athletic guy on the court but if you know how to play the game if you know what dimensions to pass the ball set the right screen hit the set shot when you're open like you can easily win uh pickup games and that's one of the things I've talked. Dude, that's thing. Like I, I would play with David Lee and the boys out there, and mm-hmm. I have no jump shot whatsoever. And, and probably because I, I didn't play with glasses back then, I probably should have. But what I could do is I could I could slash, I could drive the lane, and I could make a couple of you know layups here or there. What I would do would bring people in, and I would know that. And to your right. point, I would bring them in, I would dish it. People would have a, a, you know, open shots, and that that's how I would play because that's the only way I could play. Absolutely. You know where you fit in, right? Yeah, right. and again. Knowing your role matters, regardless of sport, oh, regardless no. of league. Everybody's a superstar now. All those damn participation trophies floating around. Everybody gets a. <laughs> everybody's a winner. So now there's no Indians. There's all Chiefs, and it's just a weird, weird situation. Well, we're not talking about the people that fly the two flags that are zero and two in wars. We're not talking about them. Whoa. We're talking. About- <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. we're talking about basketball here we you know <laughs> basketball jones if you will so well you, you forgot about their limp-wristed coup attempt yeah well apparently there's supposed to be another one scheduled for august so we'll, we'll see how oh, how that works out supposed to be reinstated as president in august yeah hey i just hope at some point they i at this point i just walk out of the capitol building and flame flamethrowers that keep coming forward you want to yeah. i'll show you redneck <laughs> <laughs> be, be, no, that's a, that's a white so getting back to basketball um be, before we get completely archived and canceled yes we're gonna cancel ourselves we want to be yes um with ad being out because he, he's practically out for game five do the lakers have a chance oh he's he's out he's sitting on the sideline yeah um, he's out out do they have a chance in the series because as long as they have lebron i think they have a chance i don't know if it's the same lebron man and again, again father time is undefeated um i just i mean he has a, i've seen some glimpses of father time but but he's still playing at a high level now the key to me is going to be you know are the like like who's going to be that second score not kuzma the, and that didn't work <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, LeBron. LeBron got Kuzma shook. I don't even know that all that trade talk when LeBron first got there. Kuzma had yeah. been the same set. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm I'm pissed off that the Magic didn't draft. Uh, Devin Man, come Booker's on, we, can we guy. stop? T- can we stop talking about the Magic? Why are we talking about a G League team? Yeah, I know. Like right. we talk about but the Cowboys, dude. we talk about the Lions, talk about the Jags, talk about all the colleges. Yeah, but the Magic don't but, deserve it. No, they don't deserve right. the discussion. Our right. five but listeners does do not it need piss it. you off to the point where you like we had a chance to get a, a player that could help us, and like you drafted. I, I I don't know. It's like every time I see Devin Booker, I'm like, we could have had him. We could have. I've him. been mad since they did that to Shaq, man. Like, there's no point. They gave me false hope with Dwight, and uh. They killed Tracy McGrady or attempted to. That man was having back spasms every other game before he left. And averaging like what thirty? Did, yeah. Didn't he win a title with I a bat bat? Yeah, I, I think Probably. he won at least I one. Used, yeah. I used to make jokes about that. Be like his back hurt from carrying these pieces of shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pat yeah. 
parody. Yeah, but but again, but to your point, AK, um, I think that you know, as long as um, as long as LeBron is like ninety percent, I think they have a chance. But right now, they're down by nine, even though it's in the first quarter. I'm, but I'm telling you right now, if DeAndre Ayton doesn't double double tonight, write him off. Really, really, got, man. No AD, sure. you better show out. And well, you and, Chris, and again, and he's been showing Paul. out. All, he's been showing out all series anyway. What was his last game? I don't think he showed out last game. I don't think it was very good. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the last I saw, I mean, I think he had like one of the highest like field goal percentages for anyone to, to I, start a. I thought that was game two. Yeah, it was after it was after game three. He still had one of the highest uh, field goal percentages. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. He had ninety. He's ninety, eighty-four, seventy-three. I like to apologize. Yeah. I still stand by my statement that he should dominate the paint. Oh. Yeah, one hundred percent. He should dominate. I'm not. Yeah, like these are good numbers. These aren't special numbers. Twenty two and eleven, twenty two and ten, twenty two. Those are you know they're good numbers. Those are solid numbers for a guy that with his skills starting in the playoffs for the first time. But we're gonna look at this 90 percent field goal percentage, eighty four percent field goal percentage, and seventy three point for field goal percentage, and you can't tell me that's not a Chris Paul factor. Oh, one hundred percent is a Chris Paul factor. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, and and that's the thing, Paul makes everyone better and uh, it was funny how someone mentioned oh well he's hurt again in the playoffs and it made me think if he doesn't get hurt and with his frame he you know just kind of has a tendency to get hurt if he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs in the past does he have a championship possibly that year going up against golden state and they were up when he was with the rock if he didn't get hurt then they, I think they would beat Golden State. Well, and and I, I think because if I remember right, that was the game seven that Harden had like thirteen or fourteen turnovers. Mm-hmm. If Paul is playing, they don't have that many turnovers. They have Absolutely. a much better point guard. Right, exactly. And then it was that year uh, with the Clippers when I think they lost against Oklahoma City. I think it was when when I th- I think it was the last year that Kevin Durant was with Oklahoma City and they beat the Clippers. Um, I think they beat the Clippers like I th- I think the series went seven games that that year too. Was that I the yeah, didn't the Clippers blow a three-man lead in that game in that yep. series though? Yep, yep, yep. That's it. That's it. I thought I thought for certain that that would be the year that they would at least maybe go to the NBA Finals, but Durant changed that. So. Betting on the Clippers and make the NBA Finals is like betting on the Browns and make the Super Bowl. It's just a sucker bet. <laughs> they may be good, but they're not that good. You're gonna put respect on the Browns' name. <laughs> I'm gonna keep quoting Baby until you figure this shit out. <laughs> They are not the same Browns we're used to. They got a defense. They got an offense. If they had a better quarterback, they might actually be somebody. Yeah. Again, they're good. They're not that good. What a jerk. <laughs> You're talking about me or LeBron? You. Killing <laughs> the Browns. They're trying now. They're trying. Um, are, they, are, they, are they tryhards? You know what? Actually, yes, they are. <laughs> sucker phrase that is the browns are a logical team for you to flop on down just like slide down that shitty state of michigan and then uh go into that shitty state of ohio and uh, i'm limiting our fan base i gotta stop that shit well do, do you guys know the joke about the battle of toledo no that's for a little sliver of land between ohio and michigan right yep yep so it, it's right there on the border of michigan and ohio so the story goes is that when the states were forming there was actually a battle for the city of toledo as to what state would claim toledo and michigan river won. access i think yeah it, well michigan won because who would want to live in Toledo. <laughs> That's like my joke earlier. It's like people from Boston don't even like people from Boston. It takes them bombing the marathon for them to like each other. Yeah. And, and that lasted like a week. Yeah. Now they're back to hating each other like the rest of the country hates them. You know, I'll say I, I went to Boston one time for work and I, we went up to up there for a conference. I didn't have a problem, but I think I was in the wrong yeah. shade. You, no, you didn't talk to anybody. That's what it was. As soon as they opened their mouth, it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I bet we, if we had any 
mysteries from Boston. Oh, what, speaking of people from Boston, did you guys see what uh, Rich Rich Hill or Rich Young, the the uh, agent for LeBron, said about Bill Simmons? Rich Paul. Rich Paul. Thank you. Um, I believe he didn't like a statement Bill Simmons had made a while back about who was it? It, it was right about now. the decision. Yeah, and he said LeBron's. Uh, he blamed Braves. He blames LeBron not having a father. Yeah. Among other things. Come on, man. Come on, Bill. Like, look, you can think whatever you want. You really right. can. I, just, shut the, yeah. just shut up, man. You got to say everything. Exactly. Like, and what bugs me is he's been around long enough to know this shit. Yeah. And exactly. it's, it's something I tell my daughter all the time. If it's up in here and in your head, it doesn't have to come out to your lips. It can stay up here. <laughs> I need to tattoo that on the inside of my eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> that shit wouldn't work either. I just look right through it. Yeah, but that's true, man. Like that's I didn't know he said that. Though. You know, and and in some aspect, I see where he's coming from. If he had a better support system, just in general, the decision doesn't happen. Right. Don't blame it on his dad. Blame it on everyone else that was around him too. You could have said something like, "I'm not sure if he was influenced properly or anything like that, or ever right. been coached. I'm not sure he was coached on anything that would be related to this." You could say all kinds of things like, "Yeah, because he doesn't have a dad." Oh, yeah. Which, uh, my mom was a single mom for many, many years. I turned out somewhat okay. Yeah, you did good. My mom it's... was a single mom for the first eight years of my life. We turned out somewhat respectable. Your mom was single for a long time, wasn't she, Dorian? Yeah. You guys turned yeah. out all right. We yeah, my shit. mom was. At one point, you guys were on lockdown. We couldn't even see Dorian. Yeah. My mom, my mom was like real big on me. It was literally like hoops in church until I started playing more hoops to get out of church. Mm. <laughs> Well, and, and so Dorian, Dorian, what, what motivated you to get the NBA? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, and those four-hour church sermons on Sunday morning—that shit's bullshit. Dude, oh man, honestly, and I can say this freely, Mom. If you ever listen to this, I'm keeping it real. The only reason why I went to church, I was young because of the girls. That's why my girlfriend was in church. That's the only reason I went. I would never go to a Presbyterian church under any other circumstances. Are you fucking crazy? God, Jesus, it's like being. And the youth groups like a fucking collection of the Stepford wives or whatever. It's just like, oh yes, oh. Dude, I don't know what you, uh, youth group you've been a part of. The ones I've been part of, man. It was like it was like Uncle Luke's freak fest, bro. I'm gonna just put it that way. You're talking about it's the, band the bus. reason why they talk about church talk, girl. I'm you're, talking about, you're talking about the band bus. <laughs> oh. Oh, we can go all day about no, band. No, we're not going to talk oh. about band buzz. Shh. It's a secret. <laughs> not everybody knows what goes on in band. American Pie tried to ruin that shit, and everybody forgot about it. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got some stories out the band bus. Who's that, whose oh. idea was it is to stick these people around each other about 15 hours a week, and then on Friday night, we're going to shove them in a dark bus and send them halfway across the county. <laughs> I don't know who fucking, I it was, but... You I fucking idiots. And I'll, I'll do this with a bunch of teenagers. 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 And, and the girls have been walking around in tight clothes for two hours. Next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 having dated somebody that was in band and in chorus, I'm just going to be quiet over here and not get myself in trouble. That's My wife might be listening. I've heard, I've heard, <laughs> I heard rumors, rumors about our chorus girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can neither confirm nor, nor no, deny those allegations. No, uh, my Facebook page isn't too bad, but your Facebook page would be a real fucking problem if everybody decided to listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adam, yeah, Adam's Facebook page would be a real problem. <laughs> I only got like one or two girls that have been like, shut up. Adam might lose like half his friends list. <laughs> What you guys say? Uh, you know it's true. Shut up. I mean, but but like you said, like who hey, came up with the idea? Y'all didn't know about y'all didn't know about those rooms about the chorus room, did you? Yes, I did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yes, you I did. did. You're in band, right? That's right. Yeah, I sure did. 
Uh, oh trouble. man, trouble. The, the the rooms. It's not it's not just for uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The press box after never made it up there. Never made it up there. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, because we can't talk about any of it. No, like, no. In any in, in in any kind of detail, it's all gonna be like super vague and like yeah. You anyways. No, no. Adam knows how to fix that last five minutes. <laughs> I'll just take that out. It'll be fine. Never, it never existed. I mean, we're not saying names. We just, I mean, it happens at just about any school, and and that that's the problem. It happens at every high school across the nation, regardless. I'm just, I don't know how the fact and, that I made out of high school without a child is a small. I'm, I'm going to say this: that when when I went back for the 20 year high school reunion, I didn't see all there, but I went back for the 20 high school reunion. There were <laughs> there were multiple people that had kids that had graduated high school. Weird. Yeah. Glad, just, just glad I didn't have to deal with that. Yes. It would not have been a good situation. Again, I go back to my, my mom and my stepdad. They told me that you will not be in this situation. I will figure out a way to get you out of here. Yeah. And by doing that, you're not going to get out of here. So don't do that. Right. My mom kept it, kept it real. She was like, if you make it, you take it. I'm not taking care of another kid. I said, mm, they, they all say that until it flops out. Dude, I think my mom was serious because she they, was like, again, my mom is the typical Southern conservative oh, church woman. Hey, but there's one thing that your mom would be first, and that would be a grandma. Absolutely. And they all talk shit until they hold the baby. Now, there's a certain percentage of them that stick to their words and are real hardcore. And yeah. There's a certain percentage of them, but that's usually the father. Right. <laughs> Those grandmothers turn to butter. I've seen right. it too much. Seen it that too much. True. Better be glad your grandma's not rich. You'd be a spoiled little brat. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Dude, but like, I'm shocked that like, cause I'm like, did something, is something wrong with me? Because everybody I graduate with, they now have senior kids, like kids who graduated high school. I'm like, no, you didn't do the Lake County thing. Good job. Good job. You hey, you, you won in life. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. So you, tried, you didn't have children until later in your life. Yeah, Doran, they've actually run studies on this. And they said that for, if you start to have children later in life, and they actually set the number at 30, if you start to have children 29, 30, 31, those children are more likely to be successful than if you have them younger in life. Because you figured yourself out. You've not exactly. tried to figure yourself out in a child at the same yes. damn time. Yeah, more often than not, families that are in that situation are stable, not just the, the family unit themselves, but you have a stable job, you have a stable home, you know you know, kind of where you're, what you want to be. Whereas right. if you have children run out of high school, you still don't know what you are. Because I can guarantee to you, I am not the same person I and, was when I graduated high school. Like, and you're most likely not with the person you're going to be with for the rest yes. of your life. So yes. while, while it may be great for them that they're graduating high school and they can enjoy their, their 40s, I'm going to join mine with my family and with my kids and I'm going to draw my vacations with my kids. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I see people post online like, I'll be on cruises because you guys wait until your 30s to have kids. I saw that yeah. too. I think my I saw that post. But that person probably... Uh, my, my yeah, I think, I think it's a shared, it's a mutual friend amongst all of us. Yeah. I'm leaving that name out purposely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, no. Like yeah, but, but BJ, you made a point about, about my Facebook page and my Facebook page is very eclectic. Let's just leave it at that. It's, it's, but you mean like the yearbook? That. Eclectic. Your, your, I like that. Your Facebook page is basically our yearbook on the internet. Yeah. So, but you have you have those that are have have kids that are graduating high school soon or have, and you notice that they're still in Leesburg, they're still in Lake County, and then you have those that have waited until their late twenties or early thirties to have children, 
and noticed the majority of them. They've moved out to Tampa, to Gainesville, to you know up north, to even down here in you know Central Florida. And they're a lot more successful. And there's a reason for that. Uh, I see that. I like again, won't say names, but one particular situation. I'm like, so you graduated with me, and your child is winning too. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yep. Cool. 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 Didn't say anything. I'm like, you know. Yeah. We we know how math works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was just amazed, you know. I, uh, dude, like, I, I remember the night that I graduated, I saw a few of my friends, and I went down to Miami, and I didn't look back, and 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 I did it, and it wasn't because you know, you know, I didn't have love for my friends and stuff. I just knew that if I didn't leave this place, like I was going to end up becoming a statistic because it's so easy, it's so freaking yes. easy. So I literally, me and a girl, which I won't repeat her name, we went to Miami, and you know, the rest. Dude, I I literally ran out of town when I when I drove out of Leesburg. I drove across the city limits, parked the car, walked cross back city limits so I could run out of Leesburg. And that's how I came to Orlando because I wanted the hell out because I, I knew there's no future in Lake County. Yeah, and, but like and, I don't know and, if Orlando's that much better because like if you go to the east, west, north, or south, ooh. So like you're kind of like trapped in a donut hole of a city you can't go anywhere but see here, here you have to fly out but see here's the difference okay so in in leesburg there there's a ceiling there, there, there's still a ceiling in orlando but it's a higher ceiling and bj i know you've touched on this especially with with the kids there you know in, in lake and sumter county there needs to be a way to show these kids how to increase your ceiling well, and you it's not plan, just being a manager at mcdonald's if you don't plan on suckling off the villages there's literally nothing here for you yeah yeah i mean literally there's nothing here for you. Yeah, and, unless, and, and, you, unless you like gas stations, churches, and dollar stores, you want to just get the fuck out. And, and that's what I mean is there there is a a low ceiling in Leesburg, even in the villages. You know there, uh, but you can you can progress, but you can only progress so far because there's no opportunities. The only way you can really progress and still live in Lake and Sumter County is to have a job where you work remotely, and you're not going to get a job that works remotely unless you leave and you come back. I actually know a gentleman that we graduated with that he left got a job and he ended up um his boss said hey we we need you to to open a new store but you, you need to you need to move he's like oh, okay and he's like it's going to be some you know, small city in florida he was like well you know i don't really want to move my family but okay and he's like where is it well it's in leesburg oh i know where that is yeah so <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but that's but that that's the point is you can only progress so far so these kids these football players these basketball players they have an opportunity to build a name for themselves to make something of themselves they need to understand that they need to increase their ceiling Absolutely. and whether that's through academics whether that's through athletics they needed to do it but also too like in our area it seems like the mentality is okay like like i think you you mentioned it about going to the villages like working in the villages like i spoke to someone and they're a dear friend of mine and they're like hey like i work in the villages and we work in villages great because my kids get to go to the villages high school and things of that nature but i'm like but you have a rn uh degree and you know that right now they're paying nurses top dollar and your kids are you know adults like you could easily go and like make a lot of money but it seems that that person is afraid to leave where they are they're like no ding 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 yes 
Yep. Well, and that's the thing is, okay, so you, you, you work for the villages. That's great. What's your ceiling? And I know I keep talking about it. Yeah. You know, if you're in the medical field, you can move up to a certain point, but you're, you're going to hit a ceiling pretty quickly. If you're in any other field, technology especially, the ceiling is low. So, and, and BJ, you know, you're right. It's either banks, churches, gas stations, you know, all the stuff that you need for a small store. town. Dollar stores. If you're not suckling off the villages, you will not get anything out of this area. So, and you can only go so far. Whereas if you come down to Orlando, yes, Orlando still has its bad areas. Again, the guy that worked in the corner of OBT and Holden for a year. But the the ceiling is much much higher. You have other opportunities to progress. Yeah. And and yeah, pretty soon Orlando's going to be sucking off the villages too. Nah, the the, the mouse will see to that that we won't ever do that. <laughs> the, the mouse will make money off of those clowns. You want to bet? I, I bet that you were wrong. That they will never connect and the villages with a tunnel to Disney. They tunnel, motherfucker. I've seen the tunnels. They tunnel. I promise you, I've seen them. Just because you saw them while you were high on magic mushrooms does not count. I have never touched a mushroom in my life, <laughs> nor have I ever found a strain of marijuana that make me hallucinate a fucking tunnel. If you hear of it, though, send it my way. <laughs> hey, just ask, just ask Robert Kim Nietzsche what he had, because that that dude jumped out of a four-story window because he thought he was being chased by imaginary dragons. That sounds like something that I would not mess with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That that's that synthetic weed. Yeah. That's that K two shit. Yep. Yeah. Heavy duty, man. Yeah. I've seen the individual who took a, a lace joint, and the individual was like almost naked by a dumpster in Leesburg. I'll never forget it. And they were like trying to get him in the house so they can pour water on him. And this dude was butt ass naked. Uh, what? Well, pretty much, he was naked. He had his underwear on, and it was like cold. Like it was like had to be like maybe 40, 39, 38 degrees. And this dude was like shirt off. You know why, off. right? Because their body temperature is through the damn roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's hot. He's sweating. He's hot. He's man. not trying to hear what you're saying. You're like, man, it's cold out. I was like, no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I, I always go back to the South Park episode. It's like, you never catch the dragon no you never catch the dragon (laughs) i watched this weird interview uh robert williams he was an engineer for nasa and he was also a crackhead i saw that that was a crazy interview if you guys if any listeners get the chance to look that that up robert williams nasa engineer and you get to listen to his interview He's like, yeah, I smoke crack. <laughs> yeah, so, I smoke. Um, what's the most I, you ever spent? Now, this is in the early 80s, like yeah. 80s, early 80s. He goes, what's the most you ever spent in one day? He's like, oh, $1,300. What? Yeah. On crack. $1,300 crack. in 1980? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to fill you guys in a little secret. Do you all ever call tech support? Yeah. Okay. I will be you willing to bet you. sit on hold for hours? Yes, I will. Yeah. But I will bet you dollars to donuts that whoever you speak with in tech support is high on something. Good for him. I'm sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I used to work at a call center. And I mean, they, they would do it. In the bathroom yeah. yeah they didn't care because again you're you're working crazy hours and the longer you can stay high up the longer you can work just to Dude, let you cost. know thirteen hundred dollars in 1980 is worth four thousand two hundred thirteen dollars yeah. dang he spent yeah. four grand on crack, bro. he snorted a used car and dang. and what's really bad is tech support isn't isn't the worst field the worst field for drugs do you guys want to take a guess Not, nope no. landscapers and nope. don't tell me no because i know well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly we yeah, had one today guy told us he's like you know i wouldn't do what you're doing for less than 200 an hour and i looked at him i said that happened offensive isn't it i'm surprised i didn't fight right in the middle of that street today yeah well th- this is a field that you probably wouldn't think of uh lawyer pilot nope food service oh oh yeah hell yeah i spent seven years <laughs> in the restaurant business yeah there's a main there's a chicken wing restaurant here in town that should narrow it down for both of you 
Yes. Yep. Okay. But um, the the general manager's daughter would come in there, all skeeted out of her damn mind. I'd be there all day working a double. She'd come in at three and then be like, I have to leave at six. Six? Bitch, that's when dinner rush starts. Where are you going? So I'd go and be like, you're letting her leave? Like, yeah, she's not feeling good. And I was like, well, the amount of powder that goes up her nose, I don't feel too good either. <laughs> Fired from that job too. <laughs> well, I, fucked up daughter. I, I have an unguarded authority that those that work for the mouse that work in that industry are stacked. Yeah, well, that's not even that's not even the worst of my concern. Disney's got a padiddler problem down there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so Tebow's working there. Oh wait, no. <laughs> no, Tebow doesn't show up anywhere for less than fifty grand. That's the churches. He and Joel Osteen. Yeah, he means, I was just about to say he and Joel Osteen. Yeah, that's the Joker. I don't care anybody said. Yeah, looks just like the Joker. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like every either call center or either food service workers, like there's always is drugs and sex that's always well, intertwined in those. I'm telling you, the drug and the food service is the work. That is, I mean, you get addicted to that. You go, um, like, I, I don't like slow jobs because of that. Because you, you're sitting there and you get in there, you get stocked. And by the time you're done stocking, dude, you will go balls to the wall until 8 o'clock. And you look yeah. up and they'll be like, holy shit, it's 8.15. And you get yeah, cleaning to go home. It's, um, yeah. so you're constantly on this up and down. You get, like, just for instance, the barbecue restaurant in town you get out at 10 o'clock by the time you come down at 12 30 then you have to do all the like other things you have to do whether it's have a beer smoke a joint do some laundry get ready for the next day you got to come in at, i was coming in at nine o'clock to open the store after closing sometimes i didn't close that much and so like it, it just you get to this this rhythm this high high and low and high and low and i think that that really lends itself to addiction problems eventually yeah i, but, I remember when i when i was stuck i'd have to go in at like four o'clock in the morning we didn't open till until eight so you get in a rhythm that's and the that's devil's work yeah. if i don't have let me put it this way if i don't have insurance paid time off or uh, anything like that you can kiss my ass coming at four o'clock <laughs> but i would do that in college i don't give a fuck if no, i don't have insurance or paid time off i'm not coming at four o'clock anymore. that's that's sleep. the thing though. i mean i and I, I would out. i would go days without sleep because you're just on that con- like you said you're on that constant high you're just constantly I, yeah. working that's what, when the first thing I got, first thing I noticed when I got out of the restaurant business was how good I was sleeping the next week. Yeah. Because you're just always tense, always tense. And then the people that are making the money come in, they're all jolly and shit. The servers and the managers are like, oh, ready for another great day? Shut the fuck up, will you? Well, and and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, like even servers, you know, it's at, a, at a basic restaurant, they're getting paid like the equivalent of a chocolate bar an hour. I don't want to hear that shit because the ones at the barbecue joint in town here are pulling like 100, 150 bucks a day. I don't give a shit about your 213. If you work at a good restaurant, that's not even a fact. That's your gas money. I have a hard time with that. Servers, I don't hear about servers. Kiss my ass. Line, line cooks, line, line, line cooks get screwed. I was one of the higher paid line cooks in the area making 15 an hour back in 2005. Oh. At least that's what they led me to believe. Then I found out two other guys were making like 19. And it's uh, it's because I don't like the taste of ass, so I don't eat it like the rest of them do. <laughs> Not my thing. If you need to be sucked up, there are people behind me that will gladly do it hey, for you. Randall Gray, Randall Gray said it best. You never go ask them out. Never, never. And I watch people do it constantly. Like I, I got out of the group text message at work because it was just nothing but the manager just getting fondled all day. Don't worry, buddy. We're going to go out here and get this money. Will you shut up? You can't even take a day off without a month's notice. And you want to talk about, let's go get this money, buddy. <laughs> Send I go to a house today. I walk up the driveway. There's you just get like a smell. So then we go in the trailer. We pick up the couch, flip it over. Dead rat falls out. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink the way through college, guys. Don't do it. No, no, just just don't. I did it. I found I was a really good drinker when I was like 19. It was fucking crazy. That's that yeah. though. That's what that leads to is rats and couches. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I think on that note, I think we're we're done for the night. 
Um, I just checked the score, and late, and the Suns are up by 15. So it looks like LeBron's going to have his hands full. Yeah. Better have his hands full of Ben Gay for uh, his uh, AD's groin. That's the only thing that's going to fix him. Yep. Keep some Ben Gay or some Icy Hot. Yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> that's, that makes the AD thing's tough. And that's the thing. When you when you have only two really good players and one goes down, you don't have anybody else to step up. That's why you make and, a super team and you have three players at all times. Well, and and that's actually what made the 2004 Pistons so good. I think that was the you know that that run there when they had Rip and they had oh, the um, whole league being scared of Ben Wallace helped too. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the whole league was scared. Nobody wanted to fuck. No. Yeah. Artest Arte, tried yeah. for a second. <laughs> Second, and then he changed. You saw what happened. He decided to lay on the scores bench. He thought that was a much better idea than finishing this. Yep. And now we've come first circle because they somebody threw a beer at him. Son of a bitch. I'm telling you, y'all are going to be real mad when a young black man goes up in the stands and beats the shit out of some middle aged white dude. And I'm going to be sitting here giggling my ass off. Because <laughs> you know what? He will live deserve it. He was getting exactly what he asked for. Old Bubba get thrown over that rail and down to the walkway. It'd be hilarious. Mm. Now we can end the show. Now that we talk yes. about people getting thrown out of bleachers. Yes. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sandlot Sports. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.